Hello there, and you're very welcome to Poem of the Week. Hello, I'm Morgan O'Reilly, and once again, you're very welcome to Poem of the Week, Near FM's year-long series promoting poetry. The series is a collaboration between Near FM, local poets and members of the community. Each week we will be celebrating poetry both new and old, Irish and international, and published and unpublished work alongside a significant date in our calendar. Luke Kelly is widely regarded as one of Ireland's greatest folk singers. A founding member of the Dubliners, Luke appeared on the scene in Ireland just as the ballad boom, as it was later termed, began to take off. His diction, his voice and the conviction with which he sang his songs marked him out as a special talent. An icon of Irish music, Luke died on the 30th of January 1984. His gravestone in Glasnevin Cemetery bears the inscription, Luke Kelly, Dubliner. This week's poem is For What Died the Sons of Roisin by Luke Kelly. Read now by Brendan Murren. For what died the sons of Roisin, was it fame? For what died the sons of Roisin, was it fame? For what flowed Ireland's blood in rivers that began when Brian chased a Dane and did not cease nor has not ceased with the brave sons of sixteen? For what died the sons of Roisin, was it fame? For what died the sons of Roisin, was it greed? For what died the sons of Roisin, was it greed? Was it greed that drove Wolf Tone to a pauper's death in a cell of cold, wet stone? Will German, French or Dutch inscribe the epitaph of Emmet? When we have sold enough of Ireland to be but strangers in it. For what died the sons of Roisin, was it greed? To whom do we owe our allegiance today? To whom do we owe our allegiance today? To those brave men who fought and died, that Roisin live again with pride. Her sons at home to work and sing, her youth to dance and make her valleys ring. Or the faceless men who for mark and dollar betray her to the highest bidder. To whom do we owe our allegiance today? For what suffer our patriots today? For what suffer our patriots today? They have a language problem, so they say. How to write, no trespass, must grieve their heart full sore. We got rid of one strange language, now we are faced with many, many more. For what suffer our patriots today? For what died the sons of Roisin by Lou Kelly, read there by Brendan Murn. Brendan, thanks very much for that. That was a lovely reading. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Brendan, tell us, uh, what made you choose that poem? Well, I suppose in light of um, the centenary celebrations, it always strikes a chord with me. Lou Kelly has always had... I've always found him very interesting, you know? And the whole family, actually, the whole Kelly family, very interesting. I always thought that Luke was an incredibly talented man, uh, genius in many ways, you know? And uh, I particularly like the poem because I think it's very relative to what's going on in our country at the moment. You know, the Kelly family, for me, they were, they were sort of... They were reared in, a, in an area, uh, an old part of Dublin, that was actually... Uh, it was lovely at the time. Um, my father was reared in the same area. 
What area was that, Brendan? Uh, it was down off Oriel Street, just down the road from the famous Five Lamps, near Sheriff Street. There was a lot of uh, famous <laughs> families born and rare down there. The Sheridans were there. Um, the Kellys, obviously. The Sinnets, who were famous in sport, in Dublin sport at the time, they were actually cousins of my father, first cousins of my father. They, some of them, played in the famous uh, Match and Crow Park and Bloody Sunday. It's a very interesting area, you know. And Lou Kelly's dad, also called Lou Kelly, had his own bit of notoriety. He was uh, he was um, shot as a child. He was shot. He was running across, I think it was the Hackney Bridge, and he he got caught in crossfire when the British uh, soldiers uh, started opening up on passes by on Bachelor's Walk. That was the original Bloody Sunday when um, the guns were coming in off that's, the Asgard. That's right. That's right. They were great characters, and also when they when they moved from that area, uh, as a lot of people probably aspired to do, they moved out to uh, Whitehall, which was a neighbouring parish of mine. Me being from our family, we were right in Beaumont, and uh, so then there was a further connection, you know. And our paths used to cross, maybe not Luke, but his brother Paddy was involved in St Kevin's Boys Football Club. And I, and I know I, I'd met him several times when I was playing as a kid there. And occasionally you'd see Luke knocking around, you know. <laughs> He'd come up to watch a match and everyone would say, oh, there's Luke, you know. And everyone knew Luke, you know, a big fuzzy head on him, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was peculiar looking, you know. And then, I mean, uh, Phil Linnett had a hairstyle like that, but, <laughs> but he was good looking, you know. <laughs> you know, He could carry it, you know. Um, but I, I, in my working career then I went on to work in, uh, for Trade Union SIP2 and uh, lo and behold one of my closest colleagues and good friend was a fellow called Jimmy Kelly who's Luke's brother you know Luke's brother yeah and equally well not equally but certainly a brilliant ballad singer uh, Jimmy great singer you know and even yourself you spent a lot of your as you said you spent a lot of your own professional life in, in SIP2 and Siptu, as we know, is such a such an amazing history, such an amazing place in Irish history, with regard to the rising and the nineteen thirteen lockout and so on. And when you were going into work every day into Siptu, did you did you ever get a sense of that kind of history? Was it a, was it a note of pride for yourself going into work every day? Oh, certainly. Initially, when I got, I remember when I got the job first, the building. Uh, my background was carpentry, and well, there was literally no work. I had just come back from London, and. Uh, you know, this opportunity came up and it was fabulous. You know, I was really excited about going into Liberty Hall. Uh, we used to have an old museum on the ground floor, which, uh, well, it didn't have a great collection at the time. Most of the stuff was kept over in Beggar's Bush in the Labour History Society's museum, which is very good. But um, yes, certainly there was, a, there was, you know, when you read some of the history and you, you know that, like, you know, the Irish Citizen Army once were there in that location and marched up to the GPO from there. Connolly used to have his office there, you know. Especially when you go down to where we worked in the, the building's maintenance area, you know, you go down into the ground floor and subfloors, you know, underneath ground level. You know, although the new building being a tall tower was a whole new construction, it's still on the site, you know. And there's definitely a presence there, you know. You're always aware of, you know, the location. I mean, that never leaves you, to be honest. Um, however, you know, you're, you're occupied with your daily chores and you're, you're, you're busying yourself. We can't forget that while this series celebrates poetry, 
we're also using poetry as a medium to remember important dates in our calendar. This week's poem, For What Died the Sons of Roshin by Luke Kelly, commemorates the outbreak of the Easter Rising, which happened on this week, 101 years ago. On the 24th of April 1916, the Irish Volunteers, the Irish Citizens Army and Cumann Naman seized key locations in Dublin and proclaimed an Irish Republic. Roughly 1,200 Irish men and women held out for six days against the might of the British Empire. On the Saturday, the 29th of April, outnumbered and outgunned, Porrick Pierce signed an unconditional surrender and in the following months, he and the other leaders of the rebellion were executed. Altogether, 485 people died during the 1916 Rising, of which over 50% were civilians. Just on the Rising and, and on 1916, and you mentioned uh, right at the top of the interview that you were you were conscious of the of the the significance of the poem in relation to the centenary last year. But Luke is fairly critical of the legacy of the 1916 Rising in in this poem. And do you think he has a point to make here? I mean, watching the the centenary last year and you know even in Luke's time do you think he has a point to make uh, well I do really you know um, he would feel if he was here today I'm sure he would feel hurt you know consistently politicians have just let us down you know let the people down I mean it was all about the people it was for the people you know uh, to give us a build ourselves a foundation to develop the country in and around the the aspirations of the proclamation, I suppose, you know, and uh, we've fallen short and there's no doubt about that. And we've missed huge opportunities, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think we have to be positive about it and remember that we're still only a hundred years old or thereabouts. And uh, we have to aspire and we have to have dreams and we have to kick on. And I think if we can do something, we should try and get a stable government, you know, that uh, that really does care about the people, you know, and really does, uh, uh, instead of trying to further their careers, personal careers, actually think about how, we, how we're going to do that, I don't know, but that's that's the dream, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he would be a bit sad about what has happened and what is happening, especially, you know, during the uh, so-called Celtic Tiger, where people just fleece the country, you know, and... Uh, fleece the taxpayer you know afterwards as well but um, you know the taxpayer the people the ordinary civilians of, of Dublin and Ireland are much bigger than any government you know they'll always they'll always come back stronger you know uh, so I do have still have dreams for our country as I'm sure Luke would and his brother Jimmy does too because I talked to Jimmy and he would be of the same opinions as Luke you know he would have the, the same leanings you know Listen, Brendan, it's been a, a great pleasure to talk to you. Thanks once again for, uh, for agreeing to come in. Likewise, Morgan, I totally enjoyed it. Thanks very much. That's it from us for this week. A big thank you to this week's contributor, our production team and everyone at Near FM, and also to Paula Meehan for her advice and support on this series. Poem of the Week is broadcast every Monday at 12 noon and every Saturday at 10am. Join us next time for Poem of the Week. Good luck and God bless. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.